Welcome to the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers, and the recruitment connoisseurs out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engaging fresh talent, managing tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, the future of talent acquisition. I'm your host, Adri Smith from Recruity. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. Data is no longer just a recruitment trend, but rather an absolute requirement when it comes to hiring success. Today, I'm joined by Sile Magos, co-founder of MetaView. Sile joins us today for a deep dive into putting data analysis into practice when it comes to interviewing. So welcome, Sile, to, uh, yeah, the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Let's just start it off. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, yeah, also a little bit about your company as well? Absolutely. So, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm Sile. I'm co-founder and CEO of MetaView. We're a talent science startup using conversation analytics for job interviews. So what that basically means is we record job interviews and pull out insights for the first time to help people interview more effectively and to help companies make better hiring decisions. My background before this, I I haven't been in recruiting. Uh, I've worked in technology for the last 10 years or so. Most recently, I was leading one of the product teams at Uber. And obviously Uber, you know, hyper growth mode in the time I was there and spent a whole load of that time actually recruiting and interviewing. And that's where we really started to see this, this opportunity, basically, which is you know, an incredible amount of effort poured into interviewing and identifying and attracting the right candidates. Not a lot of data coming out of those interviews. And that's what we're, we're looking to change. Um, and I believe the trending word that you're using now is conversation analytics. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Can you give us a little bit of an overview as to what that means in the recruitment perspective? So if you think about the recruitment process, it's been turbocharged by technology over the last last couple of decades, really, but especially recently. And a lot of that has been focused on helping people become more efficient in hiring, more efficient in sourcing, and also lots of effort put into, I guess, people analytics once folks are in the workplace. What we believe is that actually the most rich data that is produced during the recruitment process is actually in those conversations. So the interviews, right? They are conversations. Um, So that's where the richest data is. That is where people are making their decision about a candidate. It's also where a candidate is making a decision about whether to join your company or not, really. It's the, again, the highest fidelity pieces of data they get on a company, but there's no analytics about that. So you have all of this funnel analytics about your advertising spend for jobs, You've got fund analytics from your applicant tracking system, but you have no analytics from those conversations, despite the fact they're the most outcome defining point in the process. So now with where technology's at, natural language processing is now at a state where you can accurately and frankly cheaply transcribe those interviews and then run analysis to pull out insights that before were were possible, but only if you'd very expensively have someone frantically taking verbatim notes and then uploading them, which is just not realistic. So now we're in a place where we can actually apply modern data science to those conversations. You briefly touched on some of the data points that this this is the moment where the most rich data is actually produced, but you've also said that it's on the candidate side, but it's also on the employer side as well. Did I get that right? Yeah. So our focus is on the employer. So our, our, our customers are mid to large organizations who are looking to hire effectively and at scale. 
So essentially what we help them do is identify who are their best interviewers, who are the people that need help with their interviewing and how do they need help and really setting data-led as opposed to best practice-led benchmarks for what a great interview looks like. In reality, with these conversations, everything is good to track and that is how our technology works. It's sort of why we exist. So every word, sentence, monologue, question, every speaker change is captured and labeled. So we know who's speaking for how long. So that can be helpful if you have some interviewers who maybe don't give candidates enough context or sometimes interviewers who give candidates too much context. We know what competencies are being assessed. So we label every question. So we know what competency is being assessed during an interview process. And you can look at the end of a candidate's process with you or at the end of maybe there's been 100 candidates over the last year for a given role and understand have we been assessing the right competencies reliably. We know what questions are being asked specifically. We know how many questions are being asked per interview. We can tell you whether some folks are being rigorous enough or too rigorous and uh, how that relates to hiring outcomes. So with that, there are some sort of interview best practices that our software can address really quickly. You know, I mentioned some giving interviewers a nudge if they're talking too much, for example, or letting them know that they seem to be neglecting leaving time for candidate questions. These sort of things that we all accept are our best practice. But the really needle moving stuff can actually come from anywhere. And what I mean by that is, and this is why it's so important we capture the whole conversation, is that we like to work backwards from outcomes that our customers care about. So if you think an outcome you might care about is, well, are we hitting our hiring goal? Are enough people accepting our offers? Am I as a recruiter well calibrated with my hiring manager? These are all outcomes that people already care about. And there's answers to some of those questions in this data. So what we'll do is look at a case, let's say where a candidate rejected an offer, or let's say we'll take a bunch of candidates that rejected offers, and we can compare all the characteristics of their interviews against those candidates that accepted offers and work out, well, what were the things, what's the cause and effect within these interviews that may be leading to candidates rejecting offers so that you can improve that metric? Or another example would be, let's say you as a recruiter are not happy with the calibration between you and your hiring manager you're working with. So we can take all those candidates and interviews where your decision misaligned with the HM, with the hiring manager, i.e. maybe you put the candidate through, but the HM was there, then said this person's not a fit. And we can see how they differ statistically from those interviews where you were aligned with the hiring manager on a decision. And again, help to give you this perception that previously was impossible. And then maybe one last example to bring it to life is, let's imagine the organization is concerned that recent hires are not performing well. So large organizations obviously look at this at a much more macro level. We can dive into the interview data to see if these candidates that have gone on not to be good performers were reliably having all the competencies covered to match the scorecards for those roles. And if they were reliably covering every scorecard, then you probably need to update your scorecard. But for the first time, you can actually start to see whether your interview strategy is A, being employed, and B, if it is being employed, is it actually giving you the results you want? Well, I think that's a quite a lot to wrap your head around uh, when it comes to collecting all those data points and looking actually at assessing those on an interview level and also on an organizational level. Do you ever get any resistance to putting this kind of software into place? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, some extra context on the company. We're a, we're a year old company. So of course, we're, we're working with a handful of customers, nowhere near as big as we hope to be in future, but working with a handful. I think there are probably three main points of resistance that we get before people have used the product. One is just fundamentally, oh, hang on, does this actually work? Because speech-to-text software has been around for a while, but it's only recently actually become good enough. And the way we solve that is usually through a trial, frankly. Another question that people have is, 
well, hang on, this is another system in my in my interview recruitment process. These recruiters are often, you know, they're working incredibly hard to keep up with the businesses is, and there's a little bit of um, reluctance to bring on a new tool if it's going to add to their workload. Again, the reality we're, we're super sympathetic to that problem and um, have worked really hard to make sure it's it's zero work. It integrates seamlessly with with most ATSs, so it's not it's not a problem. And then lastly, the other concern that lots of um, customers have is, you know, our candidates going to be okay with this. So obviously, as part of this, you're recording the interview. It's very important to inform the candidate that this is getting recorded. And lots of people have suspicions that candidates might not react well to this. The reality is that with the way that it's framed, which is, you know, accurately all about fairness and quality of interviewing, most candidates are actually pretty excited to use it. So in reality, it's less than 1% of candidates have rejected being recorded. Um, but that's obviously a, a some, something that is weighing on people's minds when they're when they're considering taking up the product. And I think you've already kind of uh, brushed over some of them, but what are the key benefits of actually looking really critically at this data that you're collecting in the interview process? It's sort of related to the stuff I said earlier, which is lots of these recruitment organizations, and I mean recruitment in the broadest sense, I'm including hiring managers in that, I'm including interviewers, really we tend to work with organizations where they see everyone as part of recruitment. You know, recruitment is something that the whole company does. These people know what their main problems are in a lot of cases. And what this is, is a new set of data points to help them debug that problem and, and move that needle. So a lot of the things we focus on recently, we've done a big study on the le- level of rigor of an interview and how that correlates to various hiring outcomes. So both in terms of hiring manager calibration. So we've found essentially a, a sweet spot for rigor of a recruiter screen interview for one of our customers so that they can vastly improve their hiring manager calibration. And by hiring manager calibration, I mean your answer as a recruiter to the candidate being the same as the hiring manager's answer when you pass them on to, to, to them. So that's one sort of very, I guess, tangible example. And then along with the offer acceptance rates, and general performance of employees. Um, those are things we tend to focus on. And, and the way we do this, again, because we're quite early stage, is we work very closely with our customers. So the way the product works is after every interview, the interviewer and the hiring manager for that role get a candidate pack that it gives them a bit of a summary of that interview. And they can listen to various snippets and see what questions were asked and dive into some of those answers and have a listen back if they weren't in the interview, for example. So that's sort of like day one. But then what we also do is work very closely with those people to do deep dives. So if they have a specific thing that they care about right now, then we will dive deep into the data and work backwards from the thing they care about using all of this new data set that we have. So in in that respect, the data is very customizable from business to business, because I guess what's a good interview at one company might be a not so good interview at another. That's exactly the way we think about it is the customers we work with, often heads of recruitment or people in the the people organization, the talent organization, they know vastly more about their business than we do. And of course, every company's culture is, is different and what's right for one company is not necessarily right for another, given the people that they're trying to identify and attract. So yes, the, the insights are are truly custom. We have some benchmarking for some basic statistics just to sort of, again, I guess almost as a bit of a replacement for best practice. Like we know there are some guidelines which are, you know, if you're speaking more than 75% of the time during an interview when you're supposed to be the interviewer, that's not good. And we, we nudge you to change that. 
but fundamentally the, the deeper insights are company specific and also configurable. So I mentioned that our software essentially understands what competencies are being assessed based on the questions that are being asked. So that again is configurable per customer for us. Because of course, different companies have different rubrics and different scorecards for different roles. Um, and that's all dependent on what they're looking for. So I think a lot of recruiters would be interested to hear about the benchmarking. So I think you mentioned one data point. So for example, if you're speaking over 75% of the, the interview, then that's probably a sign that you're not interviewing well. Are there any other kind of universal benchmarks that you can kind of share with us? I can share a few. I struggle to use the word universal here because I do think that every company is different. But what the way we do it is we go in with some rough guidelines, encourage people to be cognizant of them. But in reality, the data that they rely on should be the data that we learn from them with a the customer. I mentioned what we, that we worked with one customer on level of rigor. I won't go into specific numbers, but essentially we have a very strong idea on literally the number of topics and the number of questions related to those topics that should be asked during a hiring manager screen to ensure high calibration. We also have a very strong feel for the number or not even feel, we have very strong guidelines that we can provide for as a team of recruiters, how many different roles should you be hiring for at a time if you're going to be able to conduct a rigorous and highly calibrated interview. Again, for the first time, we're able to see this data. So these are all benchmarks that we have that we we pass on to our early customers. I think you've already mentioned one way that data is this data is actually being used. For example, you look at your data and you say, okay, well, we need to clearly redo our interview training or something like this. Looking at the data and figuring out, okay, well, maybe there's more of an organizational issue or there's a different way that we need to be attracting candidates. Is there any other ways that you're seeing companies use it? Yeah, there's a couple of things that spring to mind, one super tactical and one a bit more strategic. So the the first really tactical thing is often most of our customers are startups slash scale-ups in the order of magnitude of 100 to 1,000 people. Um, In those companies, you get lots of up-and-coming, super ambitious managers who are building a team for the first time. What we see is they get really inspired by understanding their interview style and i mean that even just in terms of small things like verbal tics like oh am i maybe i'm doing it now am i umming and erring too much am i repeating myself too much all these sorts of things so we see people really analyzing their own style interesting cases as well where if you're building a team for the first time you want to understand really understand your pitch of the company your pitch of the role your pitch of what it would be like working with me so we see these sort of tactical things that we weren't necessarily expecting but people literally going back and reliving certain interviews in order to improve at that. That's just typical. Until you start measuring something, you're not going to be able to manage it. And for the first time, it's being measured. And so people are starting to manage it, which is great to see. On the much more strategic side, one of the really cool things we see is the level of interest from our customers on what candidates are asking about. So the typical complexion of an interview, as I'm sure you and all your listeners know, is usually there's some type of introduction. There's then a a big most of the time is reserved for discussion of, or assessment, essentially, of, of the candidate. And then there's usually a, a chunk of time reserved for candidate questions. Actually, the amount of signal we're seeing companies get out of those candidate questions is really inspiring. So essentially, if you know the can- the questions that candidates are asking, empirically, you know the most common questions, you can use that to actually inform your employer brand with what you know the best candidates care about. And that's what we're starting to see. We're getting more and more organic requests, essentially, for really understanding what are the most common candidate questions, which actually our product out of the box does not optimize for, 
But of course, the data is there and we run analyses on that. And we're working on building that into the automated reports that people get already. So that's been a really interesting reflection of how important candidate experience is for all of these companies, you know, massively competitive job market at the moment. So that's been pretty cool to see. Do you see MetaView expanding into other parts of the recruitment process in the foreseeable future? Potentially. So the, what we're inspired by, again, my background at Uber, my co-founder's background is at Palantir, which is another incredibly high performance American tech company. Our, our belief is that identifying and tracking and growing the right people in your organization is the most important thing you can do to achieve success. So we're very focused right now on this identify and attract part of the flow. Um, you know, we're focusing on these job interviews. We also see in future being part of the conversations, the other conversations that recruiters might have with with candidates, especially if they're trying to sell to them or if they're having touch points after on-sites. All of these conversations are you know, they're done for a reason. And that's because these companies believe that they will affect a candidate's likelihood to accept an offer, um, which is especially important in high demand, low supply markets like engineering candidates. So looking at those conversations is something we're interested in. And in the long run, being part of all types of people related conversations, whether that's performance reviews, or all the other types of conversations that, that, that occur internal interviews, that sort of thing, helping companies really, as I say, identify, attract and grow the right people for them, uh, is what we're about. And we think the most juicy data for this is in the conversations. So wherever those conversations are happening is is where we want to be in the future. Well, and I also think that it's a little bit ahead of the trend, right? Because I think, as you said at the very beginning, I think it's, it's not something that's often recorded and then analyzed in depth. So I think you guys are really kind of ahead of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's surprising the amount of, um, there are uh, more than I expected, not the majority, but but not far away, of companies that do uh, record interviews already, which is great because I think everyone's wrapping their head around the idea, irrespective of MetaView, that you know this is 2019 and if you don't record these interviews, they are lost forever. So yeah, we're seeing more of that organically anyway. And um, the question that I would really like to end on is where do you actually see the role of talent acquisition software and talent software in general in recruitment? Where do you see it going? So as a relative outsider... I've spent a lot of the last two years really thinking about this from from first principles. And obviously that part of that is what informed our intuition around building this product. I think what I've seen is that a lot of the effort so far um, and a lot of the effort continues to be on helping with the efficiency and uh, of recruiting and automation of some of the rote tasks that people in recruitment do, which is good and definitely required um, to free people up to do more high leverage, more creative things. And indeed, we do a bit of that, right? We make it so that you don't have to frantically take verbatim notes during an interview. Like that's a very simple but important benefit of our product too. Um, Where we think things will move, and obviously part of the movement that we want to be a part of, is when you start to mesh these talent professionals that really know what they're looking for in their business context with technologies that superpower their abilities. So essentially, we want to make everyone world-class at interviewing. We're going to do that using technology. I think that's the way that things will go. It will be more about using technology, using artificial intelligence to help make, make people superstars at what they do. Because I think a lot of the automation and whatnot has been is sort of a solved problem. So this is much more about helping you be far better at the things that still require human input. The way we talk about this is essentially a systems of intelligence layer that we're a part of and, and other, other companies are too that sits on top of this systems of record 
which are crucial part of this ecosystem, you know, such as your ATSs or your HR management systems. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely a message that we also uh, share here at Recruity. Will be really exciting to watch as this space uh, develops. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sile, for joining us today on the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio. Yeah, we hope to have you back soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks again for joining us on the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, if you did, feel free to share it on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're most active. And if you'd like to be updated on when our next podcast is going to be released, you can sign up at blog.recruity.com slash podcast. See you in the next one.